Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be interviewing Ebony Wenner. <laughs> Her new I know. <laughs> Very exciting. Um, Ava has worked for almost over a year now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's coming up. The year is going to be on the 16th. Yay. <laughs> She's fantastic. And you guys have met her before. She has her full architecture degree. And um, I just thought it'd be a great time to have you on because you've got some big projects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you would talk to me about, uh, I'm talking to everyone about their goals for the year and trying to get everyone to give me pictures for a joint vision board for the team. Uh, and one of the things that you said was that you really want this year to be the year that your name gets out there. That you have these projects where people are seeking you out. Correct. And I, I think so many new designers are when they're thinking of their new business, that's what they dream about. Yeah. Right. That's the, you'd like a little recognition and, um, someone to acknowledge that your designs are different. Your designs are special and that they, they're willing to wait for them and to pay more for them. And that's all of it. And it will happen. Um, I went with her on a house call, uh, two days ago. Now we got to get on this time is everything, uh, to this amazing house in Seattle, right on the lake. It was absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous. It's in a part of Seattle that I would consider sort of old money, these big, beautiful houses. Um, it's, it's always been something that people aspire to living here. Like, oh, mm-hmm. and so this house is fantastic. And, um, this client just happened to walk in. She works near us. She's a professor here, uh, at a college near our store. And she came in and she was so excited to find us and so excited to meet Ava. And, um, so we've got a lot of work to do mm-hmm. on the project, but you're not overwhelmed. You're not intimidated. No. We're just no, going um, for it. Yeah, this client, she's very uh, friendly since the beginning. Uh, we understand each other, uh, how we talked, and she already, well, we saw it the other day, she knows her style, so yes. it just makes it a lot easier um, when she said me, oh, yeah, I like this and this and this. Okay, perfect. Let's take it from there, you know? Um, like yeah. we said in the beginning, to tell the client, like, tell me something that makes you smile, that makes you happy. So, you know, and we just take it from there, and well, right now, one of the main things on her project is the kitchen. Uh-huh. And she was telling me, like, oh, but what do you think? I'm open to suggestions. And I told her, well, it's well, how do you use the kitchen, right? It's uh, uh-huh. forms follow function. So it's how do you use one sink or the two sinks? Do you use like yeah. one uh, dishwasher or you want a couple ones just around the kitchen? You know, it's um, Absolutely. how do you use your space? Has to be. Mm-hmm. And, and then she does, it's nice that she does, she knows her style. She knows the look and she was very consistent. When we got there on her kitchen island. She had all of these magazines open and post-it notes everywhere. And you could easily see her style. Mm-hmm. It, it, she had such a consistency in the look, in the finishes, in the, the feel of the space. Um, she definitely wants a little elegance. I mean, the house deserves mm-hmm. a little elegance and formality. Um, this house... I, and I wanted to show you guys this uh, 10 pound set of blueprints because I always talk about me in the old days and I'm back in my day. Um, 
But these were done in the 90s, and a lot of it is hand-drawn. Yeah. We, were, we were talking what... about how in architecture school, the very, I remember the very first class that I went in university was drawing, like hand-drawing the plans. Uh -huh. They teach us that. Then the next semester, it's all CAD like, and... digital. Yeah. But See, we were the we opposite. Yeah. We did 90% we did hand-drawing, and we had one class on CAD because it was <laughs> relatively new, and it was usually only used in big firms, big architectural firms. But, and you guys, we'll, we'll take pictures because it's really hard to see. Um, but the drawings just go on for days. And this house was so customized for the client. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not kidding. This thing really does weigh. It, it's heavy to carry. <laughs> and all of these little things that I had to learn, I kept saying, I had to learn to draw that by hand. And I have ADD and my, it's amazing that I could get through it and that my line weight was always criticized. And it's no wonder. I mean, this is overwhelming mm -hmm. if you had to draw all of this today. Oy, look at that wall sections. Uh, but it, And this house especially, there are so many niches built in. There's so many hidden doors. Mm -hmm. And just in the kitchen, um, she was showing us in her pantry, which has another full-size you know, built-in refrigerator. And it has special cabinet for silver. So it's all lined with the felt mm -hmm. and has different covers to come down to protect it from tarnishing. She had certain uh, racks built into the wall for the leaves that go into a dining table. Another rack that's meant for um, big tablecloths and yes. linens, uh, you know, drawers for linens everywhere. <laughs> it's amazing. You could see the big uh, cabinets that were made for platters and for big bowls. Mm -hmm. They'd have all these different size holes that were meant or and they even they even told me that well um she just bought the house a few years ago so the family that that house was built for uh they had this type of food that they couldn't eat certain days uh -huh. so some of the cabinets have even like um a key like a lock I wondered so, why there was mm -hmm, locks on that's why the because they cannot eat certain type of food on certain days so they locked the, they locked the food out yeah. yeah so again it's form solo function they they yeah. knew what they needed and yeah. They did exactly what they um, had to do for their lifestyle. Yeah. The nice thing with it is the bones are there. And we always say that, right? The foundation is great. Um, and with this one, it is. It's, it's beautiful. It's already painted cream inside. The moldings are huge and layered, all of the detail and columns. So that doesn't need to be changed. But there were a lot of not just big renovations. It's time for new cabinets mm -hmm. and countertops and a little bit of yeah, yeah, there's two full-size sinks with two dishwashers so that two people can be doing dishes at the same time. She doesn't really need that. <laughs> she has a small family of four. But um, in, in updating it and redoing that and how she uses it, there were also a couple places like down the hallway where you could tell it was built in the 90s. Even though all the trim was beautiful, but I think doing a contemporary little railing, there's like a, a three-step up. Yes. Uh, you know, a, a new metal railing, um, some new tile here and there, some new countertops on the vanities. Things like that will completely transform mm -hmm. the house. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is, it is exciting that she wants, like she said, I can imagine wallpaper on the ceiling in this room. We're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Someone that wants yes, design. Yes, like open mind. Yeah. yeah. She mm -hmm. wants to, to design the house. Yeah. And she's so excited to be working with Ava. Um, and we've got some pretty exciting things. It'll be, this will be a fun project yeah. to follow you along. I know. Um, opening up the kitchen, the, the ceiling. Um, there's old sort of an outdated built-in 
cabinets and bookcases in the family room where it was made for those big, deep TVs. What do we do with that space? Yeah. You know, it's over the fireplace. It's not like we can turn it into anything else. It's So there's some um, challenges. Correct. It's a big project and, um, you know, we are really excited to work on it and, even if it's not just me, I, I love that we work here and with so many people. It's like, what do you think of this? And what do you think uh-huh. of that? And we ask each other. But um, as we see, there are some big projects that we have to change, like all the cabinets, because um, now is the time. I, I am also working on another project with, where they don't want to, they don't have like that much like to change all the cabinets, but they wanted to update the kitchen in small details, you know, without spending that much. So I went to their house and basically, you know, painting the cabinets and changing the, the window treatments, um, changing the doorknobs. And that's going to just make the kitchen a whole completely different style. Yeah, new countertop. Um, New apron sink, mm-hmm. cutting out an existing old. Correct. She wants a new, different, di- yeah, different type of sink. sink, and go more towards her style. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to say that there are all kinds of level in projects. When you, when you think of remodeling a kitchen, it's not the big yeah. headache that is. Oh my God, the cabinets and the countertops and everything, and like the flooring. Like no, it could be you know simple changes here and there, and it's gonna make a whole different look for your space. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, that other reason I wanted to have Ebony on, um, this is a big part of making money as a designer. I'm shifting gears here, but you'll see how it all plays into, in, into the story here. It's wonderful to um, be the creative type, right? Designers usually get in to design, not because they want to be millionaires, but because they want to be creative and they want to create beautiful spaces and they want to use that creativity and their taste to help other people who don't have it. And all of that is true, but you also have to step back. Mm-hmm. And they used to teach us at uh, you know business workshops that you have to stop always focusing in your business, yeah. and you have to step back and focus on your business and look at how you spend your time. Because I mean, how many times have you heard "time is money"? Yes. And I don't think you know you have these you have these two completely different levels of budget mm-hmm. to completely different styles of homes level of you know when when she has a party she showed us pictures from some of her parties it's professionally set up it's professionally catered uh, you know i could imagine people serving them dinner it was yeah. a formal sit down where your other client is you know yeah, it's a small they have a game table they take it out and they play poker exactly <laughs> exactly but when you step back and look at how much time you spend and, and where you get hung up, you have to see that the decisions you make for this project are just as important as the small ones. You just have fewer choices here. Again, Correct. when you're not having to redesign the kitchen, so you're not having to pick out which cabinets go where, you just need to pick a paint color. Mm-hmm. Boom, move on. When you know, you know you're cutting out the sink, it's your old cabinet to put in an apron sink, well, you have a very definite size limitation. You have to find an apron sink that just is low enough that you can cut out that so you're not having to update the doors. But it's saving you time in knowing that. Mm-hmm. Boom, can't, you know, I've got to have an apron sink that's this. So you start to go look for something and you can put in those parameters. You can say it needs to be this deep. So getting efficient on those projects, because at the end of the day, 
you look at the income you're going to make from this project yeah. vice the other. Yeah. And this is going to be 10 times more, but you don't want to give them less service. So it's up to you to step back and say, all right, I mean, I, you need to get working on this project. We need to have her in here Tuesday for at least step one. It's got to be next week, which seems really fast because this is a daunting, overwhelming project. Correct. But mm-hmm. it's how you step back and, and organize your time. You know, with I was asking her how that little kitchen was coming because she worked on it all day yesterday, putting her heart and soul into it, which is exactly what you do and it's what you're supposed to do. But then today, and I said, how was it? She said, well, I thought I was finished. You tell. What, okay. what did you tell me a few minutes ago? And I said, save it for the podcast. <laughs> well, I thought I was finished yesterday. I had, okay, uh, I met with them yesterday morning and we did really good, and, uh, only a touch base. Um, we did really good um, advances on it. So, okay, I have the countertops, I have the paint color, I have the painter, I have the tile. I was like, okay, good, dude, everything on. Um, and now I'm stuck on... <laughs> The pools needed to be two and three quarters of an inch, and they are existing. And yeah. they and the existing. We don't want to make new holes. And the ones that she liked are three and three quarters of an inch, so one more inch. Now I'm trying to find pools that are smaller, and that's not. So I'm stuck. She's on like that. I'm stuck. I said, okay, stop <laughs> again. And and I don't want to sound cold or callous, or it's not a greed thing. It's an efficiency thing. When you're running a business. And as an independent designer, it's so easy for us to go down this rabbit hole. I guarantee you, if you hadn't told me that, I'd come three hours later and you'd still be looking at polls. Just because it is, it's how our mind works. And you you constantly go over everything. Okay, nope, it's got to be this. Nope, it's got to be this. Got to match that. And she doesn't like this. She doesn't like that. So it's a a conversation you're having with yourself. And before you know it, you'll look up and three hours have gone by. But if you were an independent designer and you relied on a certain income, mm-hmm. those three hours are so valuable. So you have to be harder on yourself. You know, you have to use the tools you can by, all right, when you, we go to Top Knobs, that's the vendor that we love for hardware. Yes. Top Knobs, yay, they're the best. They're just heavy, they're well-made, they're they're a great price. Mm-hmm. Um, they look truly hand-forged. It's it, it's just a quality thing. Um, but you could, you know, they have search tools, you can put in there your, your width. And now you have a list of maybe eight to choose from. Two. Two. Okay. <laughs> um, and if that's not the case, well, then there are other things you can do. Like, does she want cup pulls or are they? Uh, the pool. Okay. So, um, like Karen was doing the project where she was going to have to drill new hole, holes, but because, you know, you fill it in with wood filler. Yeah. They are going to be painting. So now as you're ever going to do it, now is the time to fill in an old hole and repaint. They just put enough layers of the, the paint in a primer mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and then you're not going to see it. So that's a good thing. Okay. So don't overthink it. <laughs> if you're doing a cup pull, that was a great way to hide different holes that are under there. So you're, you know, if someone's really picky about the finish, you're never going to see that extra little hole because it's underneath. Uh-huh. So there are things you can do really to save time. It's not going to be a better design if you spend hours and hours and hours looking for just the right cabinet pull. What is the overall look of the kitchen? Are they going to be happy? Are they going to love their new kitchen? The new countertops? You know, 
that's where you need to focus. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I like uh, on my client when I was talking to her yesterday, she told me, oh, yeah, the pools need to be this size. And this is where my whole like, oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, OK, I will find ones. Uh, they're no, a little less common, but I will find something for you. She said, I trust your judgment. You see? whatever you choose select, I, I trust it. So I was like, oh, well. You see, that's nice. And, it, and it's up to you. So you have to have the confidence, right? I always teach that done system. When you when and this is what's it's a it's a way to help you from um from spinning and going down that you know rabbit hole of time sucking searching. Because we will. Designers always do. Maybe the next book, maybe the next book, maybe the next book, I'll find it. You can't. You have to choose the one that's right. It's right for budget, time frame, the look, their style, you know, any need they have. Mm-hmm. You decide on it. You own it. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, you move I guess to the in, next. The, in the back of our minds, like oh, there might be a better one. There might be a better one. But I, like you always say, there's not she's not such thing as a perfect design. Yeah, just the right design. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a beautiful design. It fits their budget. It fits all of those you know parameters. But you're protecting yourself. They're still gonna love their kitchen. It, it is one of those things. And you know, even Jacob is working on a um, kitchen island this week. And it's a great couple. They're older. This is the last home they're going to have, I'm sure. Um, he was redesigning a kitchen island. And the homeowner came in and said, you know, we've decided we need one more bookcase built into it for the cookbooks, his okay. wife's cookbooks. And Jacob came to me. She said, he said, I told him no. I, t- <laughs> I told him it was just not going to work because it'll throw off the symmetry. I said, okay. <laughs> hey, is this... One kitchen island going to go in Architectural Digest? Probably not. Would you make a really happy client if you put one more bookcase in there and found a way mm-hmm. to configure it? And because they have, um, they had furniture style legs built in on the corners, and you just didn't see how it was going to look with the other side of the. You need to fix this. Don't take a lot of time on it. Mm. Make it, make it pretty. Make it functional. Make the client happy. That's what a designer is. Not everything has to be this, you know, in my dreams, this is what it should look like. It's not your house. You know, is this person going to be ecstatic with their with their new island? Absolutely. Yes. Hands down. Then give it to him. I don't care if he wants to paint it purple. Give it to him. <laughs> Make your clients happy. That's what a successful designer does. That is the difference between designers who don't make money and designers who do. Mm. It's looking at yourself and saying, okay, first of all, you're not so important that your design and your creativity and your talent Mm -hmm. trumps what someone really wants and really cares about. We shouldn't be that conceited. You know, we are a service industry. We're there to help people have the home of their dreams. So you have to control yourself and your times. With this one... This is my advice on how to do this. We haven't even talked about this yet. So um, when you when you get a project like this, and again, it, it can be daunting, you have to really step back and look, 80% of her house is done. Mm-hmm. So it's really not that big of a project. I mean, it looks, it's a big house, but that doesn't mean it's that big of a project. You've got to come up with a timeline and realize that most of the big work, the heavy lifting, um, lifting up that ceiling, removing, you know, all of that false ceiling. And they have this gigantic, you know, 
eight foot long hood <laughs> yes. that went over this tiny little cooktop, which I don't understand. And she said, when it's on, it sounds like jet planes. <laughs> so, you know, we're taking all of that out and lifting it up. But now is the time where that is her contractor's job. Correct. We just have to find inspirational photos mm-hmm. and show the contractor. We can do some drawings, like if you want to do the beams, but what he needs to see is our ideas, our, our vision, the basic concept, because it's up to him to measure. It's up to him to have structural engineering. It's up to him to get a, his architect to draw it so that it passes codes and everything like that. That's not our job anymore. So the biggest headache of this whole project, the thing that's going to make the biggest impact, you don't have to do that much work on. Your work was already by coming up with the idea. Correct. Now, you've already got the kitchen. We've been working on that and the layout. You've been working really hard on that. But I think you've got it narrowed down. There's a couple things that could be tweaked. But now it's time to let uh, Angela, who's amazing from Huntwood Cabinets. Again, another shout out, Huntwood Cabinets. Um, (laughs) And she does the layout. Our designers are supposed to make sure that it's functional and that it's beautiful and and that it has everything the client needs. Angela's supposed to make sure that there are fillers where there needs to be so that the doors don't hit the wall, that you have refrigerator panels, that you have the panels between, you know, your dishwasher. She's there for all that technical and to draw the technical drawings. Correct. So the time that you spend is, is minimal. Someone else is already being paid to do drawings. We need to focus on the furniture and the floor plan, your vision, picking out tile, um, we're going to have to do a little work researching for that uh, railing that, of course, I opened my mouth and it's going to need to be done. Yeah. But it's one of those things I always say, don't design at the house because you can, I mean, what if we found out we couldn't get it or something or we couldn't, mm. <laughs> so you're not supposed to design at the house and I broke my own rule, but, but laying out a timeline. And that's why one of the forms that I use um, is always my budget breakdown. And, you know, when I designed that, it, maybe it's for my ADD brain or, you know, it's getting projects like this that can be overwhelming. And I sit down and I really say, okay, what do I really need? Where's my time best spent? And I write, okay, I need to find a sofa. I need to find two swivel chairs that will fit. Yes. With a little table. We need to, you know, and, and so then you can start checking those off and it's not as overwhelming and you won't spend that much time. Mm-hmm. I know you froze up a little when I said we should have her back in here Tuesday. <laughs> I, I could feel you go, <laughs> but if you look at it and that touch base appointment is again, are we on the right track? So what if by, well, Tuesday now, since it's Saturday, but what if Wednesday or Thursday, if she came in and you had tile for that hallway in the bathroom, mm-hmm. you had the first initial pass at the cabinet layout, you had her countertop selected, backsplash selected, which we already mm-hmm. know what she wants. Do, yep. She showed us pictures. Um, we have the floor plan drawn for that living room which that'll be a simple, the little family room. That's simple. Yes. Yeah. Um, and some choices of chairs, some examples of chairs. That's all you need. If you have that done for your touch base, you're so far ahead. Okay. So, you know, it's like eating an elephant one bite at a time, <laughs> but, but you've got to organize your time because that's, and especially in our, in, in my business model, speed is important, but even as an independent right. designer, you know, unless you're charging hourly, which a lot of designers do. And if you have a client that, you know, money is no object and you can work all the hours you want and charge for those and charge a good amount. Fantastic. But here it's more of helping as many people as we can efficiently 
and making them happy. Right. And, um, you know, honestly, we have another big client that um, came in this week and she's working with one of the, well, she was working with one of the biggest designers in Seattle um, and an architect and, you know, her builder and everything. And she came in frantic. She wants to move in at the end of March. And she said, the designer takes forever to get back to her. And, oh, it'll be two weeks for this and another week for this. And she's getting down to the point where it's almost time to move in. Mm -hmm. And she hasn't purchased any of her furniture yet. And she was so upset with that designer that she happened to find us on accident. She came in and now we're doing everything for the house. But it's all about efficiency. Stephanie has that Mm -hmm. list. And we're going down. I'm going to help find this room. She's going to help find this room. And just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. We get it knocked out. The lady even point blank said, I don't want a presentation anymore. I just want to see the furniture you think I should buy and I'll buy it. Oh. Like she's just, she's frustrated with designers yeah. that took too long. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be part of it. And they really appreciate it. You know, she knew what she wanted and she knew when she needed it. And no one else took that into consideration. They were doing it on their schedule. But they took that client. That schedule is one of the most important things. Yes, yes. They needed to be faster. So that's one of the things I asked my clients when I first meet them, um, like scope of the project, budget, and time frame. Do you have a time by when you want to? Because sometimes yes. I, oh, it's fine. You know, I get it. I, I understand some delays in shipments and yes. stuff. But some of them are like, nope, I need it by this day. And yep. we make our sincere best. To, yeah. Oh, absolutely. To make but, that happen. And it's, and it's, Less of the shipping time and more of the design part. Correct. I also, you know, I think about, you know, we needed my roof repaired. And it was something we just keep putting off and putting off and putting off and putting off. And finally, I'm like, okay, nope, I need it today. And I called three people and I hired the one that calls me back because now is the day that I can think of it. And then I'm putting my mind on it and I'm taking the time for mm-hmm. it. My life is busy. Yes. It, the people who called me back two days later, nope, sorry, already found someone. So... When you own your own business, you've got to think about that. Your time is money. You need to be careful with it. Don't be stingy or greedy. Don't throw you know away a small client because you're not going to make as much money. But if you're efficient, you can make those decisions faster. And in the long run, make more money. Yay, <laughs> Which is what more, we all want. Yes, yeah. and make more people happy and get your name out there. Yes, and, yes. You know, that comes with just working with more clients. It's true. So, yeah. The faster we'll get you can there. Through it. We're getting yeah. there. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much, you guys. Thanks for sending me questions. I actually got to talk to a few people this week. That was great. Um, I just love hearing from everyone about our design world. Uh, oh, it's crazy, but we're hanging in there. Thanks, everyone. Happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, so stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.